Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Did you get your mushroom coffee yet? Not messing with a mushroom coffee. I like regular coffee. All right. I just thought y'all was going to follow the trend like avocado toast. You know, mushroom coffee, avocado toast. Is that on the same, is that on the same, like, table? That same... Health diet, man. I love, I love people like avocado toast. It's like health, wait, healthy. You're having carbs. You have almost no protein. <laughs> Max, you like, you like, break what it are you down, talking about? Max. Yeah. And on top of that, it's $37. Yeah, it's 37 <laughs> bucks. How much is the avocado? Two bucks. What about the toast? 50 cents. How much for the avocado toast? $37. I'll take the toast. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. cleared waivers yesterday, guys. Now free to sign with any team he chooses who wants him, and most teams will, you'd suspect. What's the best fit for Odell, Key? I'd go back and forth every 30 minutes. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it feels like it's Green Bay. It feels like it's Green Bay to me. That's the, it seems like that's the easiest path to conquer a lot, right? Accomplish a lot. Chance to win the Super Bowl, play with a dominant quarterback, get your touches, rehabilitate your – on field um, behavior, so to speak, it, feel, it feels like Green Bay. But then there's also Kansas City, where you can say the same thing for Kansas City. They need a receiver. They can play with a great quarterback, a really good coach, really good offensive coordinator, opposite of Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. Got a chance to really get to the, to the chip. Couple differences. Packers have a better defense, at least now. And the Packers have been to the NFC Championship game two years in a row. Yeah, and, and so has the, but the Chiefs, Chiefs. But the Chiefs won the Super Bowl one of those years. If Odell goes to the Packers and they win the Super Bowl, the way the story will be told is they were getting close, they were getting close. Then they got Odell and it put him over the top. I mean, you could tell that story. I, I think you could tell that story in Kansas City as well. And then, there, and then there's obviously the Seattle Seahawks. There is the uh, – You had a great one from the first hour of this show. And the no, no, I'm going to get there. There's Seattle. There's the Saints without a real quarterback, but he's from New Orleans. And then there's a wild card, the Arizona Cardinals. I love that idea. That, that's a, a wild card, and most people will be like, they don't need another receiver. But the style of offense in which Cliff Kingsbury and – the air raid system, and they want to run, they like to play around with a lot of little pieces. Let's flip the question for a second. Where would OBJ be valued the most? Like where New would England. Be valued the most? New, New England? England? New Orleans? Would Except he be valued? Not without well, a quarterback. You need to yeah, set him but, a place with, the, you know. But you can make the case that because he's such a big threat, that that gives more optionality for you to find the right quarterback. I'm, because I'm, you have him. Who? What do you mean with New Orleans? Oh, where are you going to find a quarterback now? You're going to say Taysom Hill's going to win a Super Bowl this year with Odell? I don't see it. Matt Ryan might be available soon. No, not no, no, not this year. year. I'm talking about this year. year. But I mean, like this year, Odell has a chance this year to put some team over the top. New Orleans, if Jameis was still there, you could argue it. At least to me, you could argue it. The Rams, I love, but if there's a little friction there, maybe no. The Rams don't seem right. Not seem right. The Rams don't. Smell it don't right. smell right. Yeah. It smells like there's some something in the kitchen that's not 
cooking correctly, that they got to do some Raiders are upside it. down right now. They yeah, yeah, just signed Deshaun no. Deshaun Jackson anyway. Too yeah. much is happening over there. But but Arizona to me is so interesting. Well, he trains in Arizona. Um, some in the off season. I know he's friends with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, do you want to do that to Murray though? And I'm not what, saying what, do it like Kyle? in a negative way. I'm just do? saying like by giving him like they already they already have so much depth at the wide receiver position. So does Tampa, but that didn't stop him from grabbing AB. Yeah, but when that, AB but, was available, the they system, grabbed him. The system is such in Arizona that they don't have the depth at the receiver position for to run this system the way that they want to in a passing game. The moment yeah. that AJ Green is gone, the moment that DeAndre Hopkins is gone out of the lineup. They don't have anybody. They got Lewis, they got Kirk. Moore Christian and Christian Kirk. Kirk. Both of those are smaller receivers that are slot guys, not perimeter guys. OBJ can play inside or outside. So that's the key to that. Plus, when they want to get into four and five receiver sets, this adds the depth that they could do that with. And just like I look at what Arizona did. They got their quarterback. They got things in place. And then it's like, oh, um, you know, they got DeAndre Hopkins. They stole him, right? Then it's like, oh, A.J. Green, you know, when he's healthy, he can still play. Let's grab A.J. Green. J.J. Watt's not what he used to be. He's just a name brand. Yeah, but when he's on the field, he's still pretty. Not what he was, but he still can play. Odell is not just a name brand. Odell is a, is a great athlete. He can still play. I love the idea of him on Arizona. By the way, the Packers, I think he puts those – either one of those teams, I would make Super Bowl – like I would say, okay, we have a number one Super Bowl favorite – you know, it would be really hilarious, not that I think it would happen. The Bucks seem to gobble up every, no, that's <laughs> every not game, Brad. Could you imagine? No. Uh, and, and, you know, I th- his number is $7.5 but I think the Browns only owe $4.5 right. So I'm assuming the other team has to pick up the other three. I think that's the way, I think that's the way they structured the deal. So you got to find the cap room, too. you got to find it. But that's easy to do. You just go to somebody and say, hey, I need to give yeah. you some money up front. Give me some space. Yeah. And that's easy. Arizona's a good one. Green Bay's a good one. But who knows if Green Bay feels like he's a guy that can help them out. Are they probably happy with Alan Lazar, Cobb, St. Brown, Equininius, Equininius, St. Brown, Amani Rogers? They're probably happy with those receivers that don't feel like they need another guy to get them over the hump. Well, can't that be the same way with Arizona, though? I mean, you're talking about a team that's 8-1. They I mean, may they could feel, have been no, nine and zero, may, right? They I may mean, feel the AJ same Green way too. AJ Green turns over the right shoulder. They're they're not an O. They may feel the same way too. That's the question was, what's the right fit? Yeah, like and, then, and then there is New England, Belichick and McDaniel's. They would know what to do with them. And Mac Jones is doing his thing so far, but they're limiting his exposure. If I was Odell, that would be a real tough question for me because on the one hand. Belichick, right? I, and I have a chance to be a difference maker. On the other hand, I've never played with a great quarterback. Mac Jones is a competent rookie quarterback. He's been impressive so far, but he's, he's not a great quarterback. He may never be, but he's not that yet anyway. If I were, if I were Odell, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at Kyler. I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers. I'm Patrick looking at Mahomes. Mahomes. I'm looking at someone like that, Stafford. I, I want to know a guy who really got high-end talent. It would be interesting if OBJ did decide that KC was the place for him. And let's just say he goes to Kansas City and it turns around. That's then OBJ gets credit no for doubt. turning it around with the help of Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, which some of that's never really been the case with him in his career, right? The problem with New England for me is not Mac Jones because if you go back and you 
really pay attention to football and you pay attention to Tom Brady, prior to the Randy Moss years, Brady was not throwing 80-yard bombs. No. That just wasn't what they wanted to 24 do. 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He just wasn't throwing, he just yeah. wasn't throwing, he just wasn't throwing bombs like that. Yeah. That wasn't what they wanted to do. Not that that's all OBJ can do because OBJ could take a, a hitch 80, easy. So the fit is there from a system standpoint and a respect level for Bill Belichick and players on the team. I don't know that the, the, the respect level for the region is there for OBJ. I don't know that the people of Foxborough and Boston would totally appreciate who he is as a player because they have their own thoughts many times about black players going to play for their sports teams. And he needs to be who he is and not something that he's not. Well, don't you he think needs he to still, still wear his hair. He needs to still be able to talk that noise and be him because that is who OBJ is, not something different that they want him to be. I watched Cam Newton go through the same situation. When he was signed on, it became somewhat of a mockery. And I also watched the other players in, that played for the Celtics as well as the Red Sox go through similar things about not being appreciated for their skill set and their personalities. That's the only reason why I would frown upon the New England Patriots. It has nothing to do with Bill Don't Belichick. let Odell celebrate a touchdown. Keyshawn Johnson will find him right away. But, <laughs> but, but do, you, do, you, do you think that Boston fans would have a problem with OBJ if he were scoring touchdowns? Well, like, yeah, I, they, I think the problem matter. that happened they with Cam, and I hear what we're saying because we talked about even, it from like local radio stations. Cam but didn't even get a chance I, to get in the building. But, but, but Cam was balling out, and I don't think there were questions around Cam in oh, Boston. absolutely, before I, I even got there. Well, I don't. I think Jay. Before there's a he difference. Even got there, I admit, Jay. There's, let's make a distinction between from, from like radio stations. No, let's make a, a, a distinction between not giving a guy a problem and not celebrating him fully. In other words, you could be in a region where, or an area, or a team with a fan base where they're not going to give you a problem, really. Especially if you're a baller, they're but not maybe you appreciate you. You might not feel appreciated. You're not going to appreciate time. you. I'm I making, can see that. I'm, I'm, I'm mocking about, yeah. you of your cleats that you're wearing. Because you have symbolic names written on your cliques and you're now making that a mockery because he's decided to wear them. And now you're using that saying, well, what is he going to do? Recruit players with his cliques? <laughs> so in Oakland like, and now Vegas, but, uh, you'd be more appreciated than in New England. Please, for we're talking about random radio personality. It doesn't matter. I, that random radio personality affects the entire city. That's all over the country, though, Key. Uh, there are people like that all over the country. I, I'm not saying that it's not higher Jay, and not pocket. Yes, it's all over the country. But this one specific team city has a history, is well documented. I understand that it's well is not appreciated. I wouldn't want him to go in there with the snack crackle pop and not be appreciated. Cam, they, they, he's wearing scarves. Is he going to have a scarf on? I wonder if he'll ever get Belichick to wear one of those scarves. You know, just... All that sort of stuff, you don't need undue pressure when you are a guy like OBJ. That's all. See, I think if Mac Jones were Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or, or Kyler Murray or someone like that, I would say go to the Patriots. That's not who he is. And that's not like I, I, if I were Odell more than any other factor, I'm looking for a team that can win with an excellent quarterback because he's never experienced Come back that. to New York. Play for the Giants. Daniel Jones is not who I'm talking about. Daniel Jones is not bad. I'm talking about a difference maker. 
Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Now it's time, guys, for Believe It or Not. Believe it or not. Hold up. Huh? Even Ripley is wondering, do you believe it or not? All right. Our producer, James, today is going to run Believe It or Not. Go ahead, James. Hi, guys. Uh, All right, so Believe It or Not, uh, Mike White will continue to be the best Jets quarterback, believe it or not. This year or going forward? Yeah, this is it's this year. Trends in the first half that will continue in the second half of the season. Mike White will continue to be the best Jets quarterback, believe it or not. Believe he will be. I believe that he will be the best quarterback the Jets have on their roster for this season because when you look at what he was doing in Indianapolis prior to his injury, he certainly looked like one for keepings and he found his groove in his niche as the backup to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson will be the starter eventually because of the money. I don't <laughs> The Jets. I'll take it just because of the way he plays. I mean, he seems way more composed in the pocket, and the conversation has started to happen. What happened to having true competition about who the actual QB1 could be at the start of the season, and some are believing that should be Mike White. So I'll take that. Yeah, I believe it. Mike White. Mike White's looked good so far, and Zach Wilson hasn't yet. He's a, you know, for whatever reason, I, I believe it for this year. Uh, believe it or not, first half NFL trends that uh, will or may not continue in the second half. Three AFC North teams will make the playoffs. Believe it or not, not. I don't believe there will be three. The Cincinnati Bengals started off hot. We all went crazy, and then they sizzled the last two weeks of the season. I think they've. Now come back to bingo territory, the original cats of the NFL. Then when you look at the Ravens, they'll be there. I think the Browns will have a hiccup depending on what happens in this COVID situation. And then obviously the Pittsburgh Steelers, as Max has been saying, they're going to just hang around and just be the Steelers and Hinesfield. And they'll probably get the second position in the North. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll roll with the Browns to, to get that last spot, depending upon when Nick Chubb comes back with just the, the way they run the ball. Uh, you know, addition by subtraction, subtraction by addition, whatever you want to call it, Key. Uh, I think not having OBJ there actually makes it easier for Baker Mayfield to manage expectations. I'll take it. I'm going to say not just because there are seven slots, so you got four division winners. And I, thought, I, I, I think the Bengals would be good, but I just think, look, I believe in the Chiefs. Um, I, I think the Chargers might do their thing. The Broncos are coming on. Like the Patriots are better than people thought with the Bills. When I just add it all up, I don't see where three are going to come from one division in the AFC. The Patriots are going to fight the Bills for the division. Yeah, They're yeah, one so game back, no doubt. Right? So, yeah, one, yeah. Right now, the Bills have played one game more than them. I yep. believe. I think uh, the Patriots are game or game and a half back. But there's two from the AFC. Maybe both can make it uh, from the East. There's. Two or three from the West, maybe. It's like I'm going to add it all up. I'm going to say two, so I don't believe it. Uh, I believe in the Chiefs, too, Max. Uh, All right. Believe it or not. Chiefs fan, James. (laughs) Lamar Jackson will continue to be the MVP, believe it or not. Believe. They're not going to take the ball out of Lamar Jackson's hands. He's accounting for over 80% of their offense now. This guy is on pace to account for 5,800 yards of total offense. And I know you're saying what's not in the air. No, no, don't think about it in the air. Think about the combined number on the ground as well as in the air. If he continues to do that, he's got to be the MVP if they're going to win football games. I understand Tom Brady's right there, but Tom Brady has an awful lot of help at his disposal. 
Yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to sustain due to the depletion of injuries on that team. I, I think eventually that's going to catch up to them. We're, we're getting to that turn point of the season. Injuries start to play even more of a factor. People start getting more run down. Uh, I'll take either Tom Brady or Kyler Murray to actually win it. I do believe it. You know why, Jay? For exactly what you said. Injuries have already caught up to them. In spite of that, there were three different games. We play a we play a game on, on uh, this just in, 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN. Terrific new show. But the point is where we, we pick someone's jersey from that week based on how they played, based on if you want to rep them or not, right? There's only one player I've taken their jersey more than one week. It's Lamar. I've taken his jersey three I times because he is. I, I think he's going to win his second MVP this year. I, I think he's going to edge out Brady and Kyler and maybe Rodgers. So I believe. Yeah. All right. Believe it or not, first half NFL trends, and if they'll continue in the second half, Mac Jones will continue to be the best rookie quarterback, believe it or not. I believe it. Uh, the, the, the circumstances in which he is in will allow him to thrive within the New England Patriots system because he has Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniel, two coaches that will not put him in harm's way in their winning football. Sitting at 5-4 and four right now is, is pretty good for a rookie quarterback given the fact that he's had to come in and learn so much so fast to put himself in a position to be successful. Absolutely where the other quarterbacks, are, nah, you know, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance has yet to get on the field. Justin Fields is having a decent second half of the season, but Mac Jones, because of the team's winning ways, will be the best. I don't believe it. I know we always consider the best to be how you win games. I think a lot of that is due to how Bill Belichick utilizes him. We talk about checkdowns, keeping it simple for Mac Jones, but I think Justin Fields will finish the season stronger than any other rookie QB. Oof. I'm going to believe it because he because Mac Jones will is playing on a pretty good team with a great coach, will be put in positions to win. I don't believe in the Chicago offensive line. So I think that's and, and they don't have a great receiving core either. So I think Mac Jones will, whether or not his individual performance actually outshines well, Justin yes. Fields, I think it'll that's look like it does. You. That's where I'm comparing. Yeah. Yes. I think it'll look like it does and and I don't know if people will bother to really dig in and see the difference. Believe it or not, first half NFL trends, and if they'll continue in the second half, Patrick Mahomes will continue to turn the ball over, believe it or not. I, I, I don't believe that I he'll continue not. to turn it over. I mean, he's got, 10 <laughs> he's got 10 interceptions right now, and I discount five of them, so I really give him five because some of them were not his fault. Uh, I think he'll get it turned around, get it together. I believe that they'll win the division. I just I thought the Raiders would win it, but the Raiders seem like that they're trying to fall apart at the seams. I think Kansas City is going to win the division, and Patrick Mahomes will be a big part of that. I'll believe it just because the history would say that, right? Uh, just that this team finds a way to turn around defensively, and he's Patrick Mahomes. Like I, I, I know there seems like there's been trouble with him reading defenses. He talked openly about that last year. But I, I would bet on an MVP caliber player each and every year that he will bounce back. Yeah, I don't believe that he will continue to turn it over at this rate. He has 20 touchdowns and 10 INTs. I don't think he's heading for like 40 and 20-ish. His interceptions in his career, um, I just looked it up. He had 12 as a rookie or as a, as a first-year starter. He had 50 touchdowns and then five and then six. I'm going to guess he doesn't have – twice as many as he's ever had in a season by the end of this year. I'm going to say not. All right, guys, uh, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, does he need to be fixed? Here's Ryan Clark on Get Up earlier this week. Patrick Mahomes is broken, 
and he's broken because he's the same as he's always been, but that's no longer good enough. It's time for Patrick Mahomes to pivot. It's time for Patrick Mahomes to play football in a different way. But sometimes when you've been so successful doing one thing, it's hard to do another. And they're asking the entire Kansas City Chiefs offense to do this. They're saying become a running football team. Be committed to that. They're saying take the checkdowns. Be committed to that. They're saying, you know what? You will not have the big play against us, so we're going to make you earn every blade of grass, and we believe you'll make a mistake. And that's what's been happening. This is a boring offense that refuses to be boring to win football games. You know what I think, Key, Jay? I think that Mahomes is, we talked about it earlier, is going through a slump. Like in every career, not every season's the exact as a season before. You have some of your best seasons, some of your worst seasons. This might wind up being the worst season of his prime. Probably. And I still think he's going to get on track, but I think he's just in a slump. I agree with Ryan for the reasons, but he's in a slump. So he throws 45 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah. What, what, you know. Yeah. And they go to the playoffs. And they go to the playoffs, and, they, and they're going to win six of the next eight games or whatever if yeah, they get hot, like something crazy. It, yeah. it, it, this is not a – look, it's a struggling football team at times, but they have been winning games, okay? Tennessee yeah. was a Tennessee was an outlier the way that they got handled and manhandled and did those sort Tennessee's of things. ripping everybody right now. And they shut down another explosive offense in the Rams. So you look at that, and I think when people saw the Tennessee game, the first thing is like, ah! This is, this, is, this is ridiculous. They scored three points. You know, it's like one of those deals. I, I don't see where he'll continue at all. I agree. Jay, real quick. I I don't see him continue, but, like, look, man, funks are real. I'm not going to sit here and say because he has one down year that all of a sudden he is he, he's not a great quarterback. He's still a great quarterback. Sometimes slumps happen. We just talked about Damian Lillard having a slump, shooting career lows. Like, sometimes different things happen, I, but I think he can bounce back. Know why Hank Aaron broke the home run record, Babe Ruth career record? Because he never had a bad season. It's very rare mm. that when you, when you never have a bad season, you break every record. Almost every player ever has some of their best years, some of their worst years. This will wind up, like he said, 45 TDs, 15 INTs, and it's like, boy, what happened to Mahomes that year? 55 touchdowns and 22 interceptions. Yeah, yeah boy, that was a stinker. Well, they won two playoff games, but what happened to Mahomes? How big is the gap between number one Georgia and number two Alabama? We're going to talk about that next. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. 
See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, your smart speakers. Download the podcast. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. ESPN college football analyst David Pollack joins the show, giving us the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Good morning, David. Good morning, good morning. How we do this doing? Good, up, man. You up? went off last night, huh? I watched you in the Champions Classic. You went off about I mean, Michigan. I, it, it, it didn't make any sense to me. I mean, how you can do it like 12 days later? Like we just – it pisses me off. I just – you can't tell me that uh, – you can't tell me that the game doesn't matter on the field. I, I just – I have a hard time buying See, that. See, football players, that's how we think. Yeah, no, I Same I get, thing. Y'all, I get it. Yeah, I say two weeks, he say 12, you say 10 days. Doesn't yeah, matter if it was thing. yesterday. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter if it was yesterday. I beat you. No, what I'm Period. saying is you well, shouldn't be ahead of me. I get the logic. I tend to agree. The one thing I'll say is like Oregon, Ohio State, also both eight and one. Oregon beat them earlier in the season, ranked ahead. But Ohio State hadn't lost since then. And Michigan State is coming off a loss. Yeah. But they so still, there is a difference. Everybody, everybody in the polls, everybody in the top 25, there's three or four examples. Every single person that beat the other one head-to-head, even with three-loss Wisconsin over a two-loss Iowa, is ahead, except for Michigan State. Yeah, That well, makes I absolutely mean, no sense Well, it's me. just like it definitely reflects the opinions of the committee before the season ever starts and confirmation bias versus, like, you know, reality. they like, oh, no, yeah, we didn't really think they were better anyway, and now we have a little evidence, so drop them, right? Isn't that what's going on? I just think, why do you do it now? If you're going to do it, you do this, this later in the year, maybe where you say there's been a big difference. I just, I, I don't see it, so we could do this all day, and it's just going to make me mad, so I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it, David. I'm Doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. That's I, one ultimately, thing I, I would also have Michigan State over Michigan, but I do think there's a difference between that and Ohio State and Oregon, but okay. But Oregon beat Ohio State. And neither one has lost since. Yeah, that's what so I'm you, saying. So you, they would should you have Ohio be, State over Oregon, you're saying? No, no, I no I'm saying okay. I understand I by the same logic people are like, Oregon's over Ohio State. And you bring up other teams with the same record and always the no. team that won head-to-head is ahead. The difference is coming off a loss that week. Doesn't matter. I, listen, Michigan in the end, I agree matter. with you. I wouldn't say it doesn't matter. I'd say in the end, I do agree with you, but it's not like there's nothing on the other side of the And argument. in the end, it doesn't matter. That's the good thing. The good thing is Michigan State can still earn their way there. They right. go beat Ohio State. They'll jump over Michigan yeah, right. if Michigan loses to them. Yeah, if, if there was no path for Michigan State, then it'd be like. See, it's on, just man. like it's just like Jay. I mean, Jay. Lord have mercy, Max. <laughs> it's just like if we go to the NFL, and the Green Bay Packers have the same record as the Arizona Cardinals at the end of the day. They beat them head to head. They're going to be in front of them in seeding. Yep, that's all. That is true. There's no doubt about it. Big Ten has three teams in the top seven. Who is the best among those three, David? Ohio State. Ohio State's the best. They're they're the most explosive. Um, when you look at Michigan State, their weakness is, is their secondary. Um, Ohio State obviously has the best receiving core in the country. Uh, so I, I think it's Ohio State, but I don't think it's by a, a huge margin. Not like before the season. Before the season started, you kind of go, all right, Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten. It's pretty easy. I mean, the last couple weeks, they've looked very human um, mm-hmm. against against uh, Nebraska last week. I think Nebraska's an okay team. They're not horrible. They're not great. Um, they looked human in the passing game. They look human on defense. So Penn State made them look 
pretty human. So, listen, this is a crazy year, man. I, I just I think the transfer portal has changed the game of college football, and it's going to be like this for a while, which is awesome. There's going to be more parity every year. Every t- because when you have these glaring holes, you just go fill them. I mean, and you fill them with experience. So it might not be a five-star guy that um, – is a highly recruited, but he's still a kid now that's played for two years. You can go get a fifth-year kid out of NIU that plays nose tackle for uh, Arkansas that all of a sudden you would have been playing a freshman, and mm-hmm. now you're playing a grown man that's been playing for a long time. So I love the parity in college football. How, how big is the gap between Alabama and Georgia? Because you watch Alabama over the weekend, LSU was like, ah. Look human. Yeah, very human. Yeah. I watch Georgia, I'm like, they don't look human. They look different. What's crazy about Alabama is – we're just so accustomed to them reloading. Like two years ago, before last season, six first-round draft picks. And you're like, all right, they're going to they're gonna look human. They come back and annihilate everybody off the face of the planet. This year they come back. They're still right there with everybody else, and they replaced all those first-round picks, all those draft picks. It kind of shows you how good Alabama's been. Like our expectations for them is like, wait a minute, they should be way up here, even though they just lost all these kids to the NFL. If I'm Georgia – They've got balance. They'll make you earn it on defense. Georgia's offense is probably the, the most glaring weakness for them. Um, Alabama's going to make you earn it off on, your, for your off on the offensive side of the football. Defensively, you're going to have to play against Bryce Young, who's getting better by the week, who's got you know a quick release, can scramble, can make plays. I, if, I'm, if I'm Georgia, there's two teams that scare me the most. It's Alabama and it's Ohio State's skill at wide receiver that would scare me the most. So if Alabama and Georgia meet in the SEC championship and it's a close game, this team to get it, right? No. No. I, I can't put Alabama in if they got two losses, and you're talking about one, an undefeated Oklahoma or a one-loss you know, Pac-12 uh, Oregon. I'm not putting – if they have two losses, again, it, it, I understand. It's got to be best team. But I also have to consider the full body of work and the resume. And you, you lost to A&M. To, uh, at that point, it was a backup quarterback that was just getting his feet wet. And then if you lose to Georgia, too, I, I just – I mean, how, okay, where are you going to put them in? Are you, you going to put them in at four? Are you going to put them in at three because you don't want a rematch? Or do you put them at four and say play Georgia again in the next, next round? That's an interesting point. I can't justify them being in over, I think, a one-loss champion. So no two-loss team – Has ever been in. Uh, no, they haven't been in, so yeah. you can't envision – a two-loss team going in. In this I don't. case. I mean, no, listen, so, what if, so, what if, so what if... So Cincinnati's so, undefeated? No, what you, if like a Texas A&M yep. goes in as a two-loss team because they play in the SEC championship game, they win, they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, that, they got two that would be a, That would be a different conversation. If they, win the, if they beat an undefeated Georgia team who has clearly showed that they're head and shoulders above everybody else, and now we're debating a conference champion... That I would go with, they played with their backup quarterback, and that's why they lost early in the season for AM. I, I could make a case for AM. I could yeah. not make a case for Bama. If Bama loses to Georgia in the SC Championship game, to yeah, me, I they, can't should, put be them out. In either. they yeah. should be I'm out. I'm with David here. Like, I like the playoff, provided the following is always true. The regular season should always be a double elimination tournament. Because once you lose the double elimination tournament in the regular season, you lose what's special about college football's regular season. You maybe can lose one game. Don't lose two. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that, that's going to slide because of Alabama, and now already you've kind of lost something. Besides the logic about Alabama losing twice to the same team. David, Baker or OBJ going forward? Who's facing more pressure? Baker. That's easy. I mean, OBJ, OBJ is about to go, let's see, I want to go to Green Bay. I want to go to Kansas City. I want to go to Seattle. He's going to go to a winning team that he's going to be a piece of a component of a championship-type team, I would think. Baker's got to make this team a championship team. And 
it's on him. And and now Nick Chubb with COVID protocol and stuff he's dealing with. You know, you've already got Kareem Hunt who's out. Like Baker's got all the pressure. It's it's all about Baker in Cleveland. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's a lot of pressure on Baker. I think the only the only pressure on OBJ is to to be able to show you the still dollars got it. that he can still play because the dollars don't want to hear he's injured. They don't want to hear that. I know he's injured, and I know he's fighting through it, but they don't want to hear it. And I think, much like you said, David, when you get to Tom Brady and say, mm, that's where I want to go, things tend to work out for you a whole lot better than when somebody sends you somewhere like the Giants did with Cleveland. They sent him to Cleveland to die. And guess what? <laughs> he's halfway there. <laughs> no, they no, sent I, him I there. Yeah. Where do y'all see him going? I see him kind of going to Green Bay, to Saints, Kansas City. Those three teams. You think you go to the Saints though without a QB? Home, home. I can see that. You're gonna have home. to stay home. I just, I, I know winning. one thing. If I, if, if I'm bringing in OBJ, I want a, I want a strong quarterback. No I don't want doubt. a rookie QB. But the thing is, Trevor and Simeon is a, a veteran quarterback yep. that with Sean Payton could. Tell him and line him up in certain spots to get him the football. He he had to play with the remains of Eli Manning. A dude who didn't no, like him in Baker, about, and now you're going to send him no, to Trevor you, Simeon. Yeah, don't tell me on Trevor you're Simeon. You're saying that. I'm saying what if I'm the Saints? What I'm telling him is what I can do because you are a special talent. David, I can key, key screen you to death. He had such a good idea before. No, it, I still have Arizona. the idea. That Arizona's his, that a was, good one, too. That was Max's way of that dismissing your idea about the same. No, no, but, but, but Arizona's just, a team no one's talking about. Yeah. See, but don't dismiss yeah, he's him. He's from there. He's from there. He's That's from strong. there. They already tried to get a deal done before the trade deadline, and it fell apart. I put him with Russell Wilson, or I put him with the Chiefs. Yeah. I put him with Mahomes. You put him with Mahomes. You could be home. Your family loves you. They're here. Put them with Mahomes. You can see them oh. every week. Okay, and you know what? It's going to tell us a lot about what he wants. Yeah. Because I got news for you. If I'm at his stage in his career, I've made plenty of the money. Yeah. I got plenty. Of, listen, I'm going to make more in the offseason, too. I want to win. Mm-hmm. Like, what does OBJ need to prove? He needs to prove he can do it in the postseason. He need, you know what he needs to prove? I don't prove? know that I would go to Seattle, though. He needs to prove he's still got – because you might not go to the playoffs. You so might not go to the Packers. The Packers, Packers would be awesome. situation. Adams, Adams on one side, OBJ on the other about, side. But Jeez. what about – like, no one's talking about it, but he brought it up earlier. What Arizona about Cardinals. Arizona? I know Kyler Murray hasn't done it in the playoffs yet. Doesn't mean he can't do it. Yeah. You put him in that receiving core, in that offense, on that team that just won in San Francisco without their quarterback or wide out, right? Yep. It warm weather state like it's a now lot you to got, like they're right by it. LA. David as a defensive player, I got four out now. So I'm playing against the Rams. I'm and that's Cliff to, Kingsbury style anyways. It, that's it, what he wants yeah. to do. He wants to do four and five wide. Yeah. So Jalen Ramsey, who you gonna pick? Because the Rams are my Rams are pretty much my key to heel to the division. DeAndre's been banged up all year. So DeAndre's going, Jalen's going on DeAndre. Now you got three other pills that you have to figure out how to swallow if you put him in there. So I I don't know, man. You got the little Moore kid. What's his first name? Rondell. Rondell Rondell Moore. Now you got Rondell Moore. You can play with him a little bit. Yep. Jet sweeps, whatever you want to do, give him the ball. It's a good good that they would do. I I get it, but I I would just, I I would still want to be with, I just want to be with that dude at quarterback. I understand. Mm -hmm. Packers. Like, I I, I want to be with Well, Mahomes is that dude too, though. (laughs) No doubt, but their defense isn't as good. Yeah, but if you put OBJ on one side, Tyreek on one side, Kelsey in the middle. Oh, Lord. Because that would solve their offensive issues right because they don't have a true number one or another one wide receiver outside of Tyreek Hill. 
that would right. that was that was solved. That's right. Thank you, David. Welcome, David Mitch. Pollock is brought to you by Eckrich Smoked Sausage, the real MVP of any tailgate. Pick it up at your local grocer. Keyshawn uh, doesn't have a lawn in New York, but if he did, he'd tell you to get off it. We'll tell you what that means <laughs> next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We had a discussion about the crackdown on taunting. Taunting. Um, in the NFL with Kimberly Martin a little earlier this morning. Ryan Clark weighed in on that Boo. subject on Get Up yesterday. Let's hear from Ryan. I think, I think you can't make this call subjective. If there's going to be certain rules or certain things that are definitive. officiated in this, they need to be definitive. I need to know that I can't stare at people. I need to know that I can't flex my muscles. I need to know that what I've worked my entire life to do, the thing that I've stayed up from 5 in the morning till midnight Talk every single him. night, the thing that I've gotten therapy and needles stuck from my neck to my ankles, the reason I've been in cold tubs and hot tubs every single morning, and the reason I've ran through film 80 million times was so I could make that one play. Mm. One play. You mean to tell me on that one play, I got to calm all that down that went into this because somebody who can't do what I do, who ain't never done what I've done mm. and don't know what this feeling is like, gets offended by it. And I wish I freaking would. Preach. Pastor RC. So mm-hmm. can we pass the plate around to get an offering going? Because <laughs> RC show was preaching. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, man. Man. You, R.C. is right. You do a whole lot of things to get ready to get a W and to help your team win. You lift all them weights in the offseason. You do all those sort of things, and a magical moment comes. There's no question about it. But a rule is a rule. Yeah, but here, And here, when you emphasize mm-hmm. a rule, and they're putting a major emphasis on it, but, which is taunting. They didn't throw a flag because he celebrated. He celebrated. You want to put a stopwatch but, on it? I can go get the film and we can bring it up on one of your computers and you can put a stopwatch on it and see how long he twisted and turned and somersault and gymnastics and did all that. The problem is when you and your team may start to proceed toward the sidelines and staring the other team down, 
That is not what the league is looking for you to do. They're not trying to stop you from, from doing celebrating. like T.J. Watt did, Max uh-huh. and J. Will, which was celebrating. Three sacks he had in the game. Three celebrations. He didn't get flagged. No penalties. Yeah, but the problem is, depending upon the mood that the referee is in that day, Ryan's point was it's subjective. So if one day I catch a sack and I'm walking back to my – and I just go like this, is that taunting? For one ref, it may not be. For the other, it is. So that's where I do agree with him. Give me definitive measurements of what taunting is. Can I not flex? Can I not dance no, over you to the can, you can, you like, can Give flex. me a breakdown of what you, Let me you tell you. You taunting. can flex what you can't do, and I don't even know the word that I would use to describe this, but what you cannot do is you cannot stand over somebody and look at them and bark at them. You cannot walk toward the sideline and posture toward the sideline. You cannot brush up against somebody after you make a tackle. That's taunting. But see, I need more of that. Give me a list. Let me tell you 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 what I find. What that is? It is subjective. Here's what I find the the issue is. What Ryan makes sense. Hold on. Let's not make this subjective. Let's make it objective. Mm -hmm. What are the rules? Like Key says, follow the rules. That should be simple enough. Here's the issue. When it comes to sportsmanship. That's about the spirit of the law, not necessarily the letter of the law. And what do they mean by spirit of the law? There's a sense that when you have defeated an opponent, even if it's just in the moment, the the war's not over, you just defeated them in that battle, right? That did the talking. If you then let them know about it, it's unsportsmanlike. Like, this country was founded by Puritans, right? And there's a lot of good stuff, work ethic and all that stuff, and there's some stuff... That's like over the top. Hey, don't show emotion. And there is a puritanical streak that runs through a lot of this country, including our military. And and by the way, football is a military game. It's essentially a metaphor for war that that the old guard wants to maintain. And the younger generation is like, wait a minute. It ain't that serious. It's a game. It's supposed to be fun. It's 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 competition. The point is you want. It to be the letter of the law, and the refs are saying, uh, "You know what you did? That crosses the line. That's the when issue." When I played, subjective. when I played, I celebrated. Guess what? It wasn't a rule. Simple. How big of a deal was the Cowboys' loss to the Broncos in terms of the race for the number one seed in the NFC? We'll talk about it next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.